0: Welcome to the Formcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Elo Bannett here today for an episode of the Formcast with two of Stunfisk's most valued uh, content contributors. We have Broke Stupid Lonely and Strategic Magic. Yeah. Say hello. Hello. Yo. So, we have had Broke on this um, show before. Broke, why don't you give us a quick rundown of what you do.
1: Um, I play Pokemon, uh, mostly VGC, and I moderate Stunfisk, so if you make me mad I'll ban you.
0: <laughs> and uh, Strategic, what about you?
2: Um, you can call me Stratmag if you want. Um, uh-huh. I am an approved submitter on Stunfisk. I play mostly VGC. Um, I'm more of a specialist in 2015 than this year, but I do still play 2016.
0: All right. Um, so last episode, we, um, we all had our impressions of the new Pokemon that were revealed. Um, and it was me, Renny T, Deebs, and Erevar, and we are all singles players. So all of, the, um, all of the commentary on that was from a singles perspective. Both of you guys are VGC and doubles players, so I would love to hear your impressions on the new Pokemon from a double standpoint.
2: Okay. Um, The first one I want to get into is definitely Mudsdale Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, because while I do agree with what you guys said about it in a singles metagame, I don't think it will be quite strong in VGC. Um, It's quite easy to just hit it with a special move that does 60% of its health twice or something along those lines. Um, Maybe a Mega Venusaur or Giga Drain will just destroy it completely. Uh, so the defense boost won't really matter quite as much. Um, however, I do see it having a huge role on Terracotta teams, because that mm-hmm. gives more options. Yes. Do they want to lead Taraki and Whimsicott, or do they want to lead Mudsdale Whimsicott? Because they can pull off the same synergy with Beat Up.
0: That's correct. And um, that's going to take a lot of people by surprise, because everyone can generally see a Terracotta coming. But um, I think a uh, Mudsdale is going to be a little bit more interesting. Beat it up and um, boost its defense all the way up. And then you could run, like, you know, um, special defensive investment, so you could be a pretty strong tank. I think it really kind of depends on if he gets um, reliable recovery or not, um, because that's generally something a tank like that would need. Um, But like I said, I know that um, I'm not really a doubles player. I know that... um sorry uh, stall or defensive pokemon in general aren't as powerful um but i still think that that's definitely going to be a thing that people try out yeah it'll
1: depend like if it gets snarl especially um then it could be sticking around on the field for a long time or you could depending on its stats maybe throw an assault vest on it um yeah that's kind interesting seems like
2: like, yeah, uh, I could get behind the assault vest, but then I'm the kind of guy that wants to assault vest everything.
1: <laughs> it kind of seems like Game Freak added it to the game as a nod to like, oh, Mega Kangaskhan is tearing everything up, like how can we neuter it just a little bit, you know, because it's like if you switch it on a fake out from Kangaskhan and now you're at plus two defense, mm-hmm. uh, the mom's going to have a lot more trouble taking you down.
2: That's true, it could also have access to double kick. Um, which could potentially be quite big, because then you can take out things like Bisharp. S- and
0: Smeargle, right? Or...
2: Yeah, and Smeargle, depending on its speed. Um, opposing Terrakion, potentially, as well.
1: Yeah, just Because um, you can
2: break through the Sash sets.
0: Yes, that is definitely a good thing.
1: I don't know. Like, I think it's neat. I don't think it's going to see a lot of play at high levels, though. Um, just because it's so situational, and any... Like, any strategy that requires that you attack yourself means you're not doing damage to your opponent, um, which can quickly become a dead turn, but I think people will certainly try it. I'll probably experiment with it, too, and just kind of see where we go.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's really about as far as it goes. Although one thing to note is it looks like it's going to be one of those Pokémon that are just standalone, that doesn't have a pre-evolution or evolve into something.
0: Hmm. I, I think that's probably true.
2: Um. Which then that gives us an idea of the stats. It might be around 450 base stat total.
0: I actually think that there's a chance it's going to have a pre-evolution. Um. That it's going to be like a ponyta Rapidash type thing. Um. I I know that they reveal just Mudsdale, but I honestly think that it could definitely have some sort of pony pre-evolution. Either yeah. way either way it's it's that's not gonna change the outcome very much of its stats or no. viability.
2: Although its pre evolution mm-hmm. would then potentially be really strong in Little Cup. Because yes. right
0: That is that's very true actually. Um I I do play um a significant amount of Little Cup, and that thing will be a terror. Um, especially for against um all of the U turning that happens down there. Um, it's going to do really well against stuff like mind Food, which is super, super common. Um, yeah, it's going to be probably a beast in LC if if it exists. Yeah, I agree with
2: that. Okay. Um, I'm just looking at thing the list. That has yeah. A, a triage?
1: So, oh, so... Yeah,
2: that. Comfy. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what I wanted to get into next because if Mudstyle lacks that reliable recovery, ah. well, the potential of Heal Pulse on that with priority could be terrifying. That, a yeah, that team. is
0: interesting. Priority heal pulse is something... Yeah, that's... That is terrifying, you're you are I right. I would really
2: love to see that in VGC, particularly with something like Mega Kangaskhan because of double-edge.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so
2: your double-edge puts you in KO range of the opponent's next turn to attack, and then you mess them over because you've heal-pulsed before they attack the following turn, and it has so much potential.
0: Yeah, I really do like that. I think again, it kind of does depend on the stats. Um, if, it yeah. looks, if it looks anything like Klefki as um, defensive wise, I think it's going to do fine in doubles. Um, but there is do we a know chance. What
2: type it is? I think it's Pure Fairy.
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, it, it really does depend on its stats a little bit there.
1: And also, it's moveable. Cool. Like if it doesn't get heal pulse. That yeah. Is true. There know.
0: is. It might not get heal pulse. Um, it. We know for sure it's going to get some sort of self-recovery and aromatherapy, but it's not confirmed whether yeah. or not it gets um, hip pulse.
2: Pretty much everything learns rest, though, so at least in some kind of singles metagame, it's going to be really annoying with kind of like a chesto rest set, and it might even get recycle or harvest because oh, it's made of flowers. That would be absolutely
0: terrifying. <laughs> I
2: don't um, want to have to deal with yeah. that. <laughs> you mentioned in the last episode about the possibility of Giga Drain... Yes. Um. If that gets priority, well, what about the fairy version with seventy five percent healing Ooh, drain, uh, draining, uh, draining kiss? Draining kiss. Draining kiss yes. That would be really strong.
0: That would be really interesting. Yes.
2: Especially on like a spec set or I was just set.
0: thinking that if you, if you actually yeah. do get priority on healing moves and you're a pure fairy type, um, which is strong by itself, um, yes, that would be devastating actually, for against a lot of teams.
1: Um, what about- I also think- Oh, sorry, uh, you go ahead. The, uh, the way it's worded makes me wonder if it's going to give priority to all healing moves on the field and not just its own. So, like, if you have it out, if your partner gets priority, recover, or whatever.
0: Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> um,
1: just the, the way they worded it gives, gives the highest priority to uh, healing moves. So, it could go either way. I'm inclined to say it's only for itself. But I shudder to think about Game Freaks to fit defi- decision making process, you know? Like
0: Yeah, that'd be horrifying to
2: see yeah. um, we'll any I think the key any sort of Pokemon. Here, um, like the really, really key point here is how it says the highest priority, which means a possible plus seven priority, putting it above things like Circo Punch and Extreme Speed. So if you've got something really low that's going to go down to a sucker punch, now your heal pulse, if it gets it, goes first. That's huge in a VGC setting. Yes. Because um, you know normally prankster is just one plus one, whereas there are moves higher than plus one priority, like extreme speed.
0: If it said it's at highest priority, does that include um outspeeding fake out?
2: Possibly, yeah.
0: Because that's, because generally um. Fake out is the highest priority, other than stuff like protect. Um, fake be out. Fun fact. Yes, I, I, what I'm what I'm trying to say is fake out is the um, highest priority damage dealing move. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that if it outspeeds fake out, that's going to be actually really significant. Other than that, um, speaking of priority moves, um, what are your impressions of Bruxish, the uh, the the dazzling fish Pokemon that stops paralysis?
2: That is pretty much the definition of a Stratmag Pokemon, right there. <laughs> I love Bruxish. It has so much potential. Its typing is good. It's the same typing as my favorite Mega, coincidentally. Um, the ability to stop Kangaskhan in its tracks is fantastic. So much potential for um, a Prankster store, the Prankster Taunt immune trick room setter
0: which also has huge
2: implications.
0: Yes, because there's a psychic type, and that's usually what gets trick room. So that is actually very scary.
2: Um,
1: It's something I thought about, because under trick room, just completely blocking all priority, that takes away a lot of teams' answers to trick room. So now they can't, like, they're guaranteed to be moving second. Um, The other partner that I thought of and I shudder to think about is... uh, putting it next to Scarf Smeargle, because now you can't... You can't like, for talk top top Smeargle.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I think I think just the existence of this thing is really going to bring about more, uh, more Scarf users next year. Um, mm-hmm. Because you'll have to have a way... Since you can't just priority revenge kill things, you have to outspeed them.
2: Yeah, that assumes um, it doesn't block... That assumes it doesn't block partnering things, though, because it might just block stuff targeted at Bruxes specifically Um, because in the battle where we were shown the ability in the video it was a single battle so you can't tell whether it's a team wide block or just a targeted block that's true actually
0: that's actually going to define its position in the meta Um, that and um, its stats whether it actually gets anything decent or not
2: if Um, it evolves and gets light,
0: just oh oh my god or well then you'd probably just use the evolved version
2: Assuming it keeps dazzle, All
0: right? Well, yeah. I assume it would because generally, Pokemon with um, unique abilities hang on to those abilities.
2: Yeah, like Malamar.
0: Um, or like
1: Fringard. Oh wait, no, just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, and thinking about that right now. I'm just remembering now that um, the uh, the what is it uh, bat the battery Clefairy. Pokemon? uh yeah. that rolls into Viki Volt? Question mark. It it gets rid of battery and it gets levitate. Yeah, charge so- bug. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And, um, okay, so I guess what I said earlier about it keeping its unique ability isn't necessarily true, but I think probably it will, if it evolves.
2: Yeah, I can get behind that. Okay.
0: Are there any other Pokémon that particularly stick out for doubles?
1: Um. The, the chargebug thing, is that the one that gives its, uh... Ally plus one, um, special attack? Yes. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that's gonna be fun, um... You throw a sash on it. You don't lead with it. You switch it in. Get one powerful special attack off, and then hope it learns like Helping Hand or something. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah do that damage. would be
2: strong. Um, two things I want to talk about because I've not been here yet. Go for it. Um, are Kamala and Tapu Koko.
0: All right.
2: Um, starting off with Kamala, which was one of the first Pokémon revealed, the little thing that can only be put to sleep.
0: Yep.
2: Um that has potentially quite large implications um because it's basically you can't burn it well if it's got an evolution with a high attack stat, which it kind of looks like it might judging mm-hmm. by it's phys- like just general what it looks like um that's pretty huge because you can't paralyze it stop it in its tracks you can't burn it stop its damage output you can only put it to sleep and that would cause a rise in the usage of things like Amungus, Breloom and smircle
0: yeah very valid. Um, I wasn't really honestly thinking about its evolution, but now now that I think... Because I was just looking at you know the little Pokemon with the cute ability. Oh, it can only be put to sleeve. How cute. But that's going to be actually terrifying if it evolves into something with high stats. I didn't, I yeah. didn't really think about that.
2: It re- kind of reminds me of Slakoth in its design. Um, I'm thinking it might be a watered-down version of Slaking.
0: Could be. Could be.
2: Um, and after that, so much potential for Tapu Koko. Um, Electric Fairy, not unique typing. We have Deden before it, mm-hmm. which everyone seems to forget. Um, yeah, Deden is a little
0: bit of a... Honestly, I like Deden. I think its move pull is awesome. I think its ability is awesome. Its concept is fantastic. It just doesn't have the stats to work in really any tier.
2: Yeah. Um, um, but the Electric Terrain from Tapu Koko and probably the legendary stats, probably 580 base stat total, I'm going to assume. Mm-hmm. Um. So much potential. It looks like it's going to be a fast special attacker because electric types traditionally have high speed. Yeah. Um. And fairies and electric types also traditionally have high special attack. Yes. So I'm thinking it's going to be fairly similar in stat line to something like Thunderous... Um, either form of thunderous yeah i agree with that um in which case it's going to be quite a powerhouse with the 50 percent boost we know it doesn't levitate or anything because it lacks a flying type um any kind of flying type or it lacks the ability to levitate because its ability sets the electric terrain yeah so it's going to be hitting like a truck but it just shuts down smirgle entirely yes because and for that matter broxish when paired sleep, with it yes. yeah Um, which I think is a godsend because I hate Smeargle more than many things I'm not even going to mention here. (laughs) Um, Most VGC
0: players do, so.
2: Yeah, I really, really hate Smeargle. I've always kind of built a great team and gone, yeah, oh, I have no answer to Smeargle. And then when I do build a team with answers to Smeargle, it's trashed here.
1: What are you talking about? Smeargle is fun and healthy for the meta. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um... But yeah, I'm just going to use this all the time, especially with hyper training, because I can guarantee it'll be good. What do you uh, think about... That's like my first testing priority, number one is this, Tapu Koko, shut down the smergles, go away, get out of my life, I'm divorcing you.
0: <laughs> what do you think about um, discharge spam with the electric terrain passive? you think that's going to uh, be a
2: thing? It depends on partners. Cause, um... Perhaps Raichu with Fake Out, Lightning Rod. Oh, oh, God, Mega Sceptile.
0: Yeah.
2: Just imagine that combo, the two of them together at the same time. You've got the Lightning Rod for Mega Sceptile. It's already got a huge speed and special attack stat, so it hits like a truck already. But now you're boosting it, and because it's grounded, it doesn't. Oh my. Yeah. No, that's... it's disgusting.
0: <laughs> I like it. I think it'll be good. Also, another thing with Discharge is um, if you pair it with Soak you can get like a Scarfed um, Lantern um, to spam so oh. stuff and then turn it water type and then hit super effective with Discharge um, yeah
2: Lantern was my second what's viral Wednesday post <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, also what works is uh, Seeking, Scarfed Seeking can also do that
2: it is yeah, a little bit faster than lantern, but less bulky yeah I think Lantern's better for that absolutely also on it Lantern detail.
0: does get Volt Absorb so you heal it up every time you hit Discharge
2: yeah, I think that's I mean, much better.
0: Seeking gets lightning rod. So yep. So it's don't it's... discount lightning rod. Oh, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I did a whole video but on that strategy. It's a physical attacker. Um, well, if it's Scarfed Soak, then it's not attacking at all, but it is immune to the discharge.
2: Yeah, I guess. Well, they're both. Uh, I'd go lantern.
0: I I also prefer lantern.
2: Um, moving on, because we might as well cover all of these. Yes. Beware. Beware,
0: beware the Everyone's bear. Everyone's favorite
2: something bear. <laughs> Uh, I love it, I think its design is really cute and adorable and I did not think the same thing everyone else did when they first saw it (laughs) Um, I really really like it I love the little story behind it of don't catch it because it will crush you I (laughs) joked with some friends about you'll catch one, it will try to hug you and you immediately get a game over screen and have to start (laughs) over Um, it's again one of those stat dependent things I do like its typing because it's typing is one of the main reasons why Mega Punny is one of my favorite Megas. Mm-hmm. Um, although Scrappy is a big part of that. Yeah, um, but its ability
0: isn't too shabby at all. Um, no. It doesn't get Scrappy, but it does get um, fluffy. Yeah, it's F- kind uh, of like
2: Furfrou, another thing I covered, ironically. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I do like its ability, and I don't really care about the... Fire weakness—it basically gains. Oh yeah, so you take double damage from fire. But we I haven't like seen any of the drought ones yet. Is
0: kind of half turns into Ferrothorn for its passive.
2: Yeah, kind of.
0: Gets, um, gets defensive stats and gets murdered by fire.
2: Yeah, I can see that, but we haven't seen any drought setters, which means we haven't seen Mega Charizard Y, which was the main thing in VGC 2014 for setting sun. Mm-hmm. And 15, for that matter. Um, And because we're not seeing that, that means sun-boosted attacks on this, so far, the time of recording don't look likely.
1: Yeah.
2: So that fire weakness might not actually matter too much. Like We've seen one fire type, pretty much, and that's Litten and its line. Yeah. Which, obviously, it's going to have evolutions. I mean, I'm sure
0: there will be other fire types, but they just haven't been revealed yet.
2: Yeah, and that doesn't even take into account their viability in PVC.
0: Mm-hmm. And even that's um, not a given. You remember Sinnoh? No fire types with the exception of Magmortar and the starters. Yeah, yeah. that's
2: true. Um, that is true. I didn't think of it that way. There's another thing I just threw an assault vest on, though. Take half damage from physical attacks. Assault vest, just like I did with Furfru.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's yeah.
2: I love assault vest so much. There's a reason why I put it on NT. I can tell. Um, broke. Anything to say about Beware? Um,
1: I haven't looked at it a whole lot. I really, I really don't know. Um...
2: It hard counters Genghis Khan.
0: <laughs> Basically, it's a pangaro mixed with a Ferrothorn, given Megalopanese typing. <laughs>
2: okay, I like that, it. That
0: makes sense. Yeah. Thumbs up for me. <laughs> Alright, any other new Pokemon to talk about?
2: Or Um, on? I guess uh, Mimikyu, because everyone loves it.
0: I adore Mimikyu. But yeah, tell me about it. Do you think it'd be any good at all in doubles? Maybe not even VGC, but just doubles in general?
2: Getting I think a free yeah.
0: substitute?
2: Yeah, I think yeah. Um, Anything that... Cause it, it forces a
1: double target. If it has any sort of good support moves at all... um.
2: I can think of a few ghost types that get trick room.
1: I'm just hazarding a guess that it doesn't. It just doesn't look like it's going to have very much offensive presence. But like, it forces your opponent to attack it, which is really strong, you know. Um,
2: Yeah, there's a reason why people use so much redirection. Not so much this year, but last year it was huge.
1: So yeah, like if you can if you can bait your opponent into attacking this thing, and like you protect when they double double into it, that's going to be a great way to buy yourself a free turn. It's going to be really yeah, strong. there's
2: also the possibility that because basically for the first hit the disguise is taking the hit it blocks flinching from fake out so Scrappy Kangaskhan's trying to flinch it assuming it can set up trick room and tries to it may not even flinch because it might actually behave like a substitute.
0: Yeah, I think there are some still questions on um, what kind of substitute it actually is. Um, Not everything has been answered about that.
2: Yeah, we can only speculate here, but Mm -hmm. that might be a thing that happens, which I think would play a big part in its viability. If you can't flinch it with Fake Out, even through Scrappy, um, then perhaps, yeah, it could be used.
0: Mm -hmm. Also, I would like to point out, actually, um, as a little bit of a transition to 1v1, Mimikyu in 1v1, I was I mentioned this last time, but I was thinking about this a lot more, and I was thinking about what sets it could possibly use and I realized um, it's a ghost type, and a lot of ghost types get disabled and that means if um, if you bring it with disabled, that shuts down literally every single choiced Pokemon
2: in 1v1 Oh god, that's beautiful That actually is beautiful, I love I was,
0: it I was just thinking, like, there are so many things that run choice in 1v1 um, you've got your um, your Scarfed Porygons, your Spex Greninjas, your Banded uh, Crustles, um, all kinds of um, banded things. Actually, though, um, Crustle and Rhyperior would get through the sub with Rock Blast, so that doesn't that doesn't count. Ignore that. But um, <laughs> for the most part, it, it really shuts down um, choice item users. And um, additionally, if it gets the move Endure, you could potentially run an Endure Custap set and get two attacks off with zero risk involved because you could shoot one off and let your opponent break your sub and then endure um get knocked down to one hp and then custap get priority on your next move and you could essentially hit two moves um no matter what um, and as for offensive moves it is uh, fairy ghost typing which is awesome and i my speculation is that it gets uh and shadow ball which is very strong coverage
2: Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Time for me to start playing 1v1 and learning how to use Disable well. (laughs) And
0: speaking of uh, 1v1, um, I recently topped the ladder, but I was also knocked back down, um, unfortunately. However, what I can do right now is play a game and see if I can win one and get that top spot back. Um, Let me just go ahead and... I I will actually start recording in um in Bandicam and see if I can find a match um in the meantime have you guys ever um had a lot of experience with 1v1
1: so i played in the uh the flash clash um i actually spent a lot of time on showdown topped the ladder there several times seems like i'd wake up and it'd be third or fourth and have to play some more Um, So that was a little different from Smoke on 1v1. They had a... It was bring six, choose one. Uh, Megas were banned, and I think that was it. Like...
0: Yeah, and uh, that did change up the meta a lot from what 1v1 is. Alright, so um, I did find uh, this match, and here... uh, It's against Frost Dexterity. Um, Can you find me on Showdown, or do I have to figure out how to send you this link? Yeah, I can do that. Right. I
2: found the game, I think. Oh wait, no, that game's ended. All right, so this guy,
0: I've actually fought this guy a lot and um I'm going to go mawile against him. Oh no, he brought his garchomp. Um I I think I lose actually. He he should one-shot me with earthquake. So that sucks. Um that means I just went way down. Well, okay, Rest that's that's the end of that's the end of my hopes and dreams. Um <laughs> okay no longer uh, number one spot Uh, I guess I'll try and climb back up later but um, for the uh, the podcast let's go ahead and move on Um, for VGC um, strategic you are one of the um, the most interesting team builders when it comes to VGC you've done stuff with um, Wubbuffet and Melodic
2: yeah I have quite recently actually um I made a post today which will probably link somewhere i guess
0: yes it' will it will be linked in the description
2: okay good um so I've been playing around with vgc twenty fifteen so last year's format um a little bit and vgc twenty sixteen for the Stunface tournament um and in doing so I've come up with two crazy crazy sets. Um, one of which is a Milotic set using very bulky um, investment, as opposed to the rather offensive investment most Milotics use. Of course I'm using the typical um, competitive set, but I'm running a Keyberry and instead of Ice Beam I'm running Icy Wind, and instead of Protect I'm running Mirror Coat. Um, the details on the exact EV spread, if you're interested, again, will be in the post with a replay of me doing pretty nice things with it. Um, the basic purpose of it is the two biggest threats to my Milotic, I find, are Zapdos and Thunderous. So, um, instead of letting them just kind of beat me by hitting me twice, um, I ev to survive fully invested, modest, life-orb boosted Thunderbolts from both of them. They have the same special attack that, so it doesn't matter. Um, with like one HP or something. And then I immediately KO them back with Mirror Coat, so I have a better matchup there. Um, But as well, I also survive, with Defensive Investment, a Double Edge from an Adamant Mega Kangaskhan, Um, so it's quite physically bulky as well. Um, The Key Berry procs on taking physical damage, any physical damage, so I'll switch it into a Rock Slide from Scarf Titar or whatever, or a Predicted Fake Out. Get a free plus one defense, and then it's really bulky, you can't really hit it as hard specially as most Milotic, because I've invested so hard. Um, As for physical defense, well that's the weaker defense of Milotic. Now that I've got the plus one, it's actually probably about the same as my special defense in the end, so I make the most of the bulkier Milotic with Recover, and then it's kind of a bigger threat, because it's still plus two special attack if you proc the competitive with an Intimidate. And so it provides enough damage, but is bulkier than most, which is generally how I build my Suicune as well. I use a weird Calm Mind rest set, um, which I didn't cover here. Um, And I've been having quite a lot of success with this Smilotic set. Most people go, oh, I'll just use my Zapdos, Thunderbolt." Oh, I did 75% and I just got one shot. (laughs) Basically what happens. Very nice. and I've been using a Wobbuffet as well in VGC twenty sixteen. So this year, and with Worlds coming up, maybe a competitor will listen in and go, "This is a great idea. I'm going to bring it and win the whole thing, and I'll be amazing."
0: <laughs> if if someone brings Wobbuffet, that that'd be beautiful, honestly.
2: It'd be like the Pachirisu of this year. Um, <laughs> so Wobbuffet, people just kind of look at it and go, "What?" Who uses Wobbuffet? It's trash. <laughs> I know, and then every time files... see my <laughs> <like, "What?" laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then, because it's got such huge HP, okay, it's not Chansey levels of HP, but it's still pretty big, um, and pretty low defences, people kind of forget how much punishment it can take. So, I've even mined to take a fully invested, full HP Water Spout in Rain from Primal Kyogre, on the special defensive side, and again Kangaskhan, Adamant Double Edge on the physical defensive side, um, which also allows it to survive Primal Groudon's Precipice Blades. And because Primal Groudon has lower special attack than Primal Kyogre, by extension, in surviving Kyogre's Water Spout, also survive Groudon's Eruption. Um, basically, you predict what your opponent's going to do. Press either Canto or miracle, and one-shot their Primal. And then they're wondering, wait, what? (laughs) Wait, what? Um, and I have had a few times where I've just completely destroyed someone because their primals decided, oh, I'm going to hit this Wobbuffet. Oops. (laughs) Um, um... So I can survive a lot of attacks. However, I'm running Encore and Destiny Bond. So when I'm against, um, Xerneas, I can Encore the Xerneas into Geomancy, and then it can't do anything, but it can't switch out because I'm running Shadow Tag on Wobbuffet. I like it. I didn't even think about
0: that part.
2: Yeah. Also, because of Shadow Tag, let's say your opponent is running a Groudon, and their Groudon's on the field. Switching your Kyogre while keeping Wobbuffet out, they can't switch out their Groudon, and you've got Rain up, so now you have Weather Control, and they can't get rid of their Groudon to switch it back in later.
0: Yeah, that's... I
2: like it. I like it a lot. Um, and lastly, yeah, I'm not it. done yet. This is like multiple <laughs> layers of beautiful Wobbuffet cake. Um, I've got Kostak Berry. Yes, so when I was it just drops about below, to ask you about that. Yeah, when it drops below 25% HP, you know, nothing happens initially. That's go, yeah, I've hit it below 25% and I'm going to take it out this turn. Well, the following turn, the Kostak Berry procs, giving my next attack priority, Destiny Bond so let's just pretend I've one shot their primal groudon now their salamence goes to finish it off and then suddenly I surprise them with costap at the start of the turn destiny bond that turn before their salamence attacks me and their salamence finishes off wobbuffet with like a hyper voice and then goes down so now my novelty pokemon they were laughing at yeah. just traded two for one and then now I've got a massive momentum swing huge huge momentum swing where I've got three left they've got two so now they can't pull any switches or anything so if one of their primals is left i can now switch in mine and have absolute weather advantage
0: I like so, it. Yeah.
2: i like it a lot um, it has I... potential but is very very skill dependent if you as a player using roba fett don't make the right predicts because you're not like Really, really good like me. <gasps> I like to think I'm good, but I'm not like world's winner or anything. Um, so, yeah, if you make mistakes, it punishes you really hard for it. And equally, if your opponent predicts what you're trying to do and then they out predict or outplay you, Wobbuffet also kind of screws you over. So, it's very high risk, but equally high reward. All right, oh, I, I
0: really really like that strategy actually um I, I am a huge lover of gimmicky strategies it's what my YouTube channel is all about and um, I, I I you know I don't play a whole lot of VGc but I think um, I would definitely try that out um do you have like a very particular uh, EV spread that you use to survive both um, uh precipice blades and um, origin Pulse?
2: um yeah so again the ev spread is in the post so if you do visit it there it is but as it's not very complicated i can just simply read it out as being 244 hp 156 defense and 108 special defense with a boosting nature
0: all right and yep that that'll all of that stuff will be linked in the description um to the reddit post on that that you just posted earlier today right
2: yeah, I did it earlier today so that I could go on the post and read the EV spreads out without having to go on Showdown and go, where's my team again?
0: Clever, clever, I like it. Um, okay, so if that's the end of that topic, um, we can talk about um, the an OU team that was recently put up on our Stunfisk, which was the Mega Pinsir um, balance team by... Um, how do you pronounce that name? N- oh, N- dude, N- I have no idea. <laughs> oh, it's just it's it's um it's NJ Yank fan. Um g- he said he was like a 1200s player, made this team and brought it up to what like top 50 or something.
1: Yeah, he did really well. He was uh what did he get up to like 1950 or something? Absurd,
2: like just really good. The top yes, of his dumb I- face post says 27th place <clears throat> on ladder with proof
0: dang there we go so um that that team will also be linked in the description um i can pull it up right now on showdown so i can take a look um because i played with it and so did broke um and we're not as we're not as good as uh our man uh nj yank fan but oh yeah i'm hot garbage we both both found success with it and it's a very very interesting team what it is is mega pincer um Jolly, and then it's got uh, Frustration, Quick Attack, Close Combat, Sword Stance. So a relatively standard pincer, but the team that goes with it is very interesting. Um, he has a specially defensive Excadrill with um, as, as a Rapid Spinner since pincer is so uh, Stealth Rock weak. Um, a standard Rotom Wash defensive spread with um, Hydro, Willow, Volt Switch, and Pain Split. Um, his own Rocker with Landorus also a defensive spread and then he is using a specs Volcanion, um which
1: is absurdly strong which so powerful
0: is very very strong right now and his last pokemon is a calm mind um soft-boiled moonblast thunder wave clefable um with magic guard and the team just works together so beautifully um it, it'll be in the description if you want to try it out i would highly recommend it because this team is um, it's a very very strong balance team if you like playing balance um, this is something to try out take it uh, maybe make some changes that you're more comfortable with or something but by itself this has a very strong archetype and um, it's very effective um, what were your thoughts playing with this
1: broke um so I'm I'm garbage at singles I'll start off by saying that uh, like I'll see these teams, and most people would be like, "Oh well, I don't really need to get rocks up against them." So, you know, I I wind up using Landorus incorrectly a lot. Uh, I'm just like, "Oh, I'll just lead it, get rocks, and let it die." Um, but it kind of seems like it works better if you keep your Landorus alive a little bit longer to cycle some intimidates and use that Volt Turn core with Rotom, which I I really like because it's it's very uh straightforward. I'm like, okay. I just Volt Switch here, and then no matter what they do, you know I bring out something to counter if they switch out or whatever. Um,
0: yeah, it's also so worth I... noting that um, Volt Switch or Volt Turn um, works incredibly well with setup sweepers like Mega Pinsir because it means that on faster threats, um, or not faster threats, but things that outspeed Rotom and Landorus, you can essentially take a hit and bring in Pinsir for free, which means that um, you have full HP to set up a sword stance and start Sweeping with um, Frustration, Close Combat, and Quick Attack.
1: Yeah, it's really cool, you know, you you, you turn out because you've got a slow lander, so you take the hit, survive it, you turn out, and then bring pincer in on something that you threaten with pincer. So it forces them out, you get a Swords Dance, and now, you know, I think after a dance it hits like 840 attack or something, just yeah. gross.
0: Yeah, some quick notes about my Pinsir. Um... It has base 105 speed, which is an amazing thing to have in OU because it, it gets past all the base 100s, um, especially uh, with that jolly nature. And its move pool, um, it's got, um, of course, aerolate, meaning that frustration is flying type, um, 102 base power, and just destroys things. Frustration and return are essentially the exact same thing, so it doesn't really matter which one you use. Quick attack. Um, can be substituted for faint, which is actually a little bit less powerful but has higher priority. Um it outspeeds um extreme speed, for example. So
1: it'll go before well, like speed ties extreme speed. Are there any fast extreme speed users in OU? I don't even know. Because they're both plus two priority.
0: Um let me yeah, you're right actually. Um let me check real quick. Dragonite is only base eighty, so yes, it does outspeed Dragonite, which is um very significant for a um for a sweeper. Close combat could be substituted out for Earthquake if you wanted. It also hits um, those pesky rock and steel types that don't um, take any damage from your flying-type moves. Um, So, yeah, very, very powerful sweeper. I think it's underrated in OU. Um, I think not enough people use it. And also, as one final note on Pinsir, there is actually a bulk-up set that works extremely well. Um, Because this thing with... um, A defensive stat boost can actually take hits and um, deal out so much damage. It's not even fun, or not even fair, because um, one sword stance or two bulk ups um, plus two means you can sweep basically the entire tier. It's terrifying.
1: Yeah, the thing hits really hard. I mean, Mm -hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, moving on, there, uh reminder about the Shaman event. Bro, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Uh Oh, yeah. So, as you may or may not know, Pokemon's celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. And so they've been doing a uh, giveaway every month of a different uh, legendary Pokemon, uh, just as, like, a way to celebrate, really. Yeah. Um, so right now, if you connect to the GTS, you'll be able to get a Shaman, uh Download it via Mystery Gift. Um, so don't forget to do that because that's kind of cool.
2: I yep. need to do it right now. And then also, I completely forgot.
0: Yeah. Also, similarly, um, broke. There was also the um, the other thing for Stunfisk. Um, R slash Stunfisk, the competitive Pokemon subreddit has recently announced their um, approved
1: submitters thing. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, so um, for the longest time, our requirements for being an approved submitter has been having seven uh, posts to the subreddit, you know, like team analysis, uh, Pokemon analysis, or whatever. which was a it was a fine requirement. There was nothing wrong with it. But we found that there are a lot of users who are very active in the sub and have given a lot of good advice to people. But they don't necessarily make their own original posts. They just reply in comments. So what we did, we just kind of looked at um, like all the things that people are doing, and we added a couple new approved submitters. Um, we feel like it's going to help us get ready for. Um, new people coming into the game with uh, Sun and Moon coming out. So uh, I think we added four recently. Um, there will probably be more in the near-ish future. Because uh, we were looking at uh, like people who replied in the question-and-answer thread, which is a really great thread if you're new to Pokemon to come hang out, ask any small questions you have. Um, there's a lot of really good users who patrol that thing and get out the, uh, the information that you need to know. But yeah, that's really about it. Um, for um, anyone that
0: doesn't know, uh, what is the difference between an approved submitter and just a regular
1: submitter? So um, the approved submitters, we uh, we ask them questions and stuff before uh, making any big changes to the sub, um, so like policy change and this, stuff like that. Um, and also so they get around some reddit filters that like if you post four comments in five minutes reddit usually blocks you for a little bit and makes you wait um, so being an approved submitter lets you around that um, it also comes with a little fancy flare next to your name so people know um, when you reply to them that you're an approved submitter so we kind of use that as like a, uh, a badge of approval of sorts that says this guy um, gives quality advice you know you should listen to them they can help you out a lot
0: Mm -hmm. Very nice Okay, so moving on to our very last topic Um, Stratmag, um, you had some speculations on Pokemon Go Would you like to share those?
2: Yeah, so um, I've heard some rumors around About the possibility of Pokemon Go interacting with Sun and Moon so, as we know, we can use Pokemon Bank to transfer our Pokemon from previous generations to whatever we're on. And we also know from Nintendo announcing it, that Sun and Moon will be compatible with Pokemon Bank, so we can transfer everything we've bred and so on, on Generation 6 to Generation 7. Um, and this leads to the possibility of interaction with Pokemon Go. Um, and this has some particular implications, potentially of maybe abilities or moves or whatever um, of Pokemon in Pokemon Go that are exclusive to Pokemon Go that you cannot normally get in Sun and Moon. So I'm going to make up a random example here. Um, Let's pretend you can use Zapdos in VGC 2017. And Zapdos normally can't get Tailwind because there's no move tutor, assuming there isn't, like there wasn't in X and Y. Now, Tailwind's a pretty good move, especially for VGC, where you've got doubles-wide speed control, and it's just great, in general. Um, And that was a big part of why Zapdos was used in 2015, for example. So if Tailwind is only available on Zapdos in Pokemon Go, then that would lead to people without access to Pokemon Go, probably people in the Junior side of VGC, who might have to rely on their parents because they're too young, or people like me who can only access free Wi-Fi, so in public places and at home, and can't just go roaming around catching Pokémon, I'm still like Double Two, after the game released a week and a half ago. Um, So that means some people could actually potentially be at a competitive disadvantage compared to others, especially between the age divisions within the VGC competition. Because of access to Pokemon Go and places where they can catch these Pokemon. And it also <laughs> depends on proximity. I live in the southwest. One if the only Zapdos in the country is in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> kind not of an many interesting people thing to think
0: about. I mean there will always be trading. So you can um, you should be able to get Pokemon no matter where you are, if this is the case. But um, yeah, that is a very interesting thing to think about. If the if the two games are connected, um, will playing go? Actually, get you stuff that um you couldn't normally get. Yeah, imagine
2: imagine if Kangaskhan could only get double-edged through Pokemon Go. How would that change its usage if it could only use Return? That'd be very interesting. Personally,
1: I hope they don't do it. Um, just for you know accessibility's sake, really. Um, but I have been reading that they're they're looking for ways to kind of cross-play a little bit. Um, and I don't blame them because that's going to sell more copies of the game, but I would just prefer if, you know, the games were entirely self-contained and you didn't have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops to stay competitive.
0: Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. And I think that they are also, um, kind of removing those hoops to jump through, like you said, um, with the new, um, hyper training, um, making it so that it's easier to get legendaries. Um, so I think they are trying to lower the, uh, the entry, the entry floor for competitive and i think that's definitely a good thing i think this kind of goes in the other direction a little bit but it's not confirmed it is speculation um anything else
2: to add
1: That's all for me today um
2: i don't have much else to add either i don't think
1: all right in that case
0: that wraps up all of our topics and that wraps up our episode. So thank you so much to Broke Stupid Lonely and Strategic Magic for joining me on this episode of the Formcast. Um you guys want to do some sort of outro, go for it.
1: I don't know. If you're not already subscribe to Stunfisk. There's good content there all the time.
2: Yes, can confirm. Also can confirm. Definitely not biased to Submitter or anything. <laughs> Definitely not.
0: Alright, so that'll be all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening make sure to tune in next time.